Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they are all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. It's my pleasure today to welcome student education coach and a director, Dr. KK Owen. I'm so glad to have you on our show today, KK. You and I have been friends for a long time and been colleagues, and um, I, I just know the great work that you do in the field and just so glad to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So let me tell you a little bit about KK. Before joining our team, KK spent over 35 years serving as a teacher, principal, and a director of professional learning. She has experience working with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation on reforming teacher evaluations and has worked with union organizations such as Teachers Union Reform Network to think through how leaders, teachers, and employees can listen to each other and bring our best selves to solving problems in education. KK was twice awarded Principal of the Year for the Escambia County School District, and she was also a regional finalist for the Florida Principal of the Year in 2004. And I know firsthand KK's passion is in helping organizations get better at getting better. Her mission is to spread best practices and spark creative inquiry among leaders to set them on a continuous improvement journey. So today, KK is joining us to talk about work we've been doing recently to help our partner organizations create a plan for moving forward after COVID-19. As we all know, we've been so disrupted by COVID-19 in our work environment and in schools and learning. And I know, KK, you've been out in the field doing a lot of work with your partners and and as we put the reentry toolkit in place, you know, you've really capitalized on that toolkit and had great interactions with your partners. So, so welcome, KK, to the show today. And um, let's just get started firsthand into our questions today. So are you ready to go, KK? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. KK, you know, we, as I mentioned about the reentry toolkit, you know, we created that toolkit. You were part of that process to support our partners because we were hearing from them, you know, there was a great need to get help. And um, I know you're going to, with that toolkit, going to lead four roundtable sessions aligned to that toolkit, you know, starting next Tuesday and, and additional three sessions in July on Tuesdays. Tell us what you're going to do in these roundtables. I think it'd be great for our listeners to hear. What we're going to do at the roundtables is really address current issues that K-12 school district leaders are grappling with, and especially those issues for which there are no precedents. We don't really have a bank of best practices for reentry. This is really new territory that we're traversing here. So not only are we going to link useful tools from our reentry toolkit to people who join us for these roundtables, we're also going to really talk about very current issues. We'll be sharing a couple of tools from the toolkit at each roundtable, but more importantly, we're gonna meet a need that has been expressed by many leaders around the country, and that is really this question, what are others doing? Everyone wants to know, what are other people doing? So yeah. the bulk of our time in the roundtables is gonna be just that, digital table conversations where leaders can convene in small groups, share, listen, learn from each other. Our student education coaches are going to be facilitating in these small groups to keep the discussion going around the topic, and they'll do a quick share out at the end. But it's really so that everyone can listen to each other, learn from each other, tie back to our toolkit if it's helpful to them, and then the share out will help people hear a little bit about what's discussed in each of the breakout rooms. 
Yeah, I like that, KK. I think it's going to be be really helpful to leaders, you know, to hear from each other. You know, we've been so confined in our own territory and in our own place. I think it's going to going to be really helpful for for people just to have an opportunity to hear from each other and to to explore what those opportunities are out there. So, you know, how do you, how do you think? How could they, based on the leaders that you work with, you know, how could these roundtables be helpful to them? I think something that is in the forefront of everybody's mind is that leaders know they have to be decisive right now. Stakeholders are expecting that from the leaders, but this is hard because we're making a way where there is no way. We don't have a way forward to re-entry. It reminds me of one of my favorite authors from a long time ago, Phil Schlechty, in his book, Work on the Work. He talks about how people engage with change and new territory. He says the trailblazers go first. They're the ones that are willing to blaze the trail. We've got some of those out there. The wagon trainers, they'll follow, but only if there's a path that someone else has laid and they can go along on a clear path and bring all their stuff with them. And then there are the porch sitters. (laughs) They're going to sit on the porch. They watch the trailblazers go by. They watch the wagon trainers go by. They will eventually get off the porch, but only when they're absolutely certain the path is there and it's safe to go. So I think leaders in their heart of hearts know that we learn best by taking risks and trying out different things and locating our bright spots and then scaling those up as best practices, but we're in different places. Leaders all over the country are all in different places and planning for re-entry. They're facing a wide variety of scenarios. So we think that the most helpful thing about this roundtable will be that they can talk directly to each other, with each other, and learn from people who are in different places than they are and also share their own best practices. And it'll just be a great opportunity for everybody to help everybody else. And at the very least, they'll know they're not alone out there. I think that's really important. I've been on site, you know, for the first time this week and just being able to be in a room with with individuals, KK, and, you know, just having that interaction has been really special. We've missed that. And I think even though it's virtual, we're, I think, trying to create that environment where we can have those discussions with each other and be helpful. You know, it's really important. You're, and I know you're going to do a great job leading those roundtables and facilitating that discussion. I hope our listeners out there will, will join our roundtables. So thanks for that. So I'm going to be pretty specific um, on the rest of the questions around one of the tools, KK, you know, that's in the reentry toolkit. And we start out with the fear to opportunities assessment, and it's a way to re begin to help them build dialogue and get a temperature check of people in their work environments. Um, And I know you've been using that in the field. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what have you done with your partners, a little bit about this assessment and what you've done with it? Sure. Be happy to. I really like this tool. It's a little bit like a tool that I started using with some of my partners very early in March when when COVID-19 first came upon us. And that was the plain old T-chart of what can we control and what are the things that we cannot control. And it was a way back in March to help people kind of organize, this is what I can impact. And these are things I have absolutely no control over. And this tool, Fair to Opportunities Assessment, is a little bit like that. I've most recently used it with the school district of Janesville, one of our longtime partners in Janesville, Wisconsin. It's really a tool that helps people organized feelings. With so much hitting us so fast, 
not just COVID, but now we have all of the racial and equity issues that have hit us just in the last few weeks. So it's creating lots and lots of anxiety. And as the pandemic rolled along and now we have new issues, people need a way to kind of separate issues. And the fear to opportunity assessment helps us do that. So they take the tool and leaders can use this with their employee teams. Executive leaders can use it with their leadership teams. And really the first part is around asking yourself, what are the fears that I have and how do I quantify those fears? So people have the opportunity to actually assign a numerical score to each fear that's on, on the list. And then the tool asks the opposite question. What opportunities do I have? And how do I quantify those opportunities going forward into re-entry? So what people end up with is sort of a ratio of fear to opportunity. And it's really that simple. So people can get to the heart of their feelings by just doing the assessment. And I think it's been valuable for people. And I'm glad it's in our toolkit. You know, as you have worked with partners, KK, you know, what, what did they discover? You know, as they were working through the dis- assessment and, and you were listening to their feedback, what did they discover when they took that assessment? I think it did for them what it sort of did for me. I took it myself just to see how it would feel and so that I could help other people through it. It's compartmentalizing. What are our fears? What are our opportunities? Let us compartmentalize those. And once we do that, then we can begin to look at what forward motion might look like. How can I move forward toward these opportunities while still managing my fears? I think that's what people are discovering it. It almost feels like the beginning of hope in some way a way to see the beginning of forward momentum. And I feel like it's very valuable for teams if they work through this assessment as they're planning their re-entry to let us lean into forward motion instead of being stalled out in our fears. So that's what yeah. I think people find useful about it. I don't know if, if you you feel this way or see this in people too. And I feel, I know I'm like this. You don't really want to talk about your fears, you know, so much. It's not like you're going to come to the table and say, oh, I'm fearful of this. And so I hope this is a non-threatening way for us just to be reflective to say, of course, we're going to have these fears, right? I mean, these are natural things that we're going to have. And then let's look at the other other end of that, of how we take that emotion and turn it into, you know, opportunities where we can balance from that, you know, so um, I think it's just a different way for helping. I love what you're talking about, moving through those emotions, helping people really be emotional in a particular way and feel free to express those emotions, you know, to get to those opportunities. I think neat KK in terms of what that, what that's done. So, you know, that as we think about, as we think about just um, the tool and, you know, just what do you find most useful about it? You know, as, as listeners are saying, yeah, I think I might might try that. You know, what, what would you say would be most useful about it? One of the things that I have been thinking about is we always say that people come first. And if we don't pay attention to our people and stay very closely connected to them in challenging times like these, we'll never reach our goal of a successful re-entry. And it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from the book, Maximize Performance, that you and Quint wrote back in 2015, which says, we simply can't achieve excellence without attending to the emotional side of others in our organization. And I think that 
quote has taken on a whole new meaning for us in very recent times because emotions, like you said, have never been more in the forefront. We've watched people become paralyzed. We've watched people panic. So leaders have to be able to find tools to manage what people are feeling. I know uh, just this week, Ed Week reported out that one in 10 teachers is going to leave the profession due to this pandemic and the drastic changes that it's bringing to their work. So there are people who are so paralyzed, they're going to leave the profession of education. This is due to emotions, fear of what's ahead of us. So I think the fear of opportunity assessment just provides a format to organize, analyze our fear. I love the numerical scores because it kind of takes it out of that emotional realm and it leads us to opportunity. So I think it's a really great tool. Thank you, KK. And, you know, thanks for the work that you do with the partners and applying that. And, you know, I know a number of the people that you work with and the superintendents and, you know, they value you tremendously. And I know you using this tool is, you know, really powerful with your partners. So, you know, just appreciate you for doing that. So as we close today, we talked about one part of the toolkit and then we talked about, you know, using the round tables to engage people in discussions. Um, can you can you just give us a quick summary of the other parts of, of the reentry toolkit? And then, you know, I think we'll, as part of the podcast and the resources, we can give people a link to that so anyone can access that toolkit. But can you give us just a little bit of a preview of, of that reentry toolkit. Absolutely. We, we've talked at length about the fair to opportunities assessment. There are lots of other tools in the reentry toolkit. The way it's organized is you can kind of skip around, use the pieces that are most important at that time as you're planning for reentry. So it, it's really not a start to finish toolkit and, and it's really um, flexible and people can skip around. So some of the other tools are the after action review process, the scenario planning template, the communication protocol. There's a section in there where all of the re-entry questions, I call them the what ifs. Let's address all the what ifs. There are lists and lists and lists of questions by topic. And then there's a re-entry questions template. And what we're thinking for this tool is that this is for work groups to use. There's a lot of deep work that's going to go into planning for a successful re-entry. So these templates in many ways are very useful for these work groups as people across the district split up the work of figuring it out and asking all the what ifs. There's also a 30, 60, 90 day assessment to help teams kind of pause every 30 days and ask, how are we doing? How are we doing on re-entry? And I'm encouraging people to use it on how are we doing with planning re-entry? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. As, as well. And more importantly, how do we know? So that we stay focused on the right measures for our plan and for making it move forward and then making adjustments because we're not going to get everything right. Nobody is. It's never happened before. And then finally, there's the comprehensive plan template. And I think this is going to be important. People can use this to build out a 40,000 foot view of the reentry plan so that they can then share it out with employees, parents, the community, anybody else that they are connected to. People really don't want to know what's going on in each work group around each of the what if questions. They want to know the big ticket items. They want to know what are you doing about safety, learning, feeding, physical distancing, transportation, assessment. They want to know those kinds of things. So this piece of the, the reentry kit helps people share out and keep it at a high level so we're not overwhelming people. 
but we're allowing them to follow along as we share out pieces of our plan. And the goal, of course, is to build confidence, lower people's anxiety, build trust that the school district can do this, they will do this, and we will have a successful reentry in the fall. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, you know, KK, you provided a, a tremendous uh, contribution, you know, with your efforts and helping create that toolkit. So appreciate you doing that. And again, you know, really, really appreciate you facilitating the roundtables that are coming up to, to provide that assistance. I know, um, you know, every week is a different week, you know, and we're, we're kind of looking for it. I don't know. I mean, I know you're the, the same way. Every week, I'm kind of looking for it. This is the week that we're going to know something. And then, I go into the next week. This is the week that we're going to know something, right? And it and it's just not. <laughs> it does, and it's just not going to be that way. And so I, you know, I love like things. You know, as we were talking, the thirty, sixty, ninety day. You know, I, I think you probably have done the same thing. I've tended to say, let's do look at thirty, sixty, ninety days, but the thirty is probably the most important because by the time we get to the end of the thirty. We're probably not going to even be doing the same 60-day things that are there just because life is changing and our professional decisions are changing, you know, day by day, week by week. Right, KK? Absolutely. These plans really, as much as we would love to set them in stone, we're not going to be able to do that. This is going to be more like spaghetti noodles for a while. Yeah. That's right. I love it. And and that's why the roundtables, I think, are so important because, because we can learn from each other and we can bring people together who are experiencing some of those same problems, you know, to learn from each other. And uh, we've, we all wanted to do this as just a service that we provide um, and, you know, just appreciate that opportunity. KK, thank you for being with us today. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I think I think our action this week is easy. And here's what I mean by that. You'll have a link to the toolkit as part of the podcast. We'll put that in the resources. The first section, as KK mentioned, in the toolkit is the feared opportunities assessment. I'd encourage each of you to take it. Go out, take it. Think about it from like KK and I did. We took it, <laughs> took it about ourselves. And then it, then use it if you can with your teams and really use it as a way, you know, to bridge that gap as KK talked about, um, to to bridge that gap between fear and those fears into opportunities and kind of a safe way to safe place and help people move through those emotions. Uh, so I hope I hope you'll take a little bit of time to do that. And I hope also that you'll join the conversations with your colleagues at the, the roundtable. So to learn more about our reentry toolkit, preparing leaders for a successful return to school next year, join KK at our next reentry roundtable on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Visit studereducation.com to register and find out more. So as always, I thank you all for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.